The philosophies that were propagated by the four Vaishnava Acharyas are correct, certainly correct, because they accept Vishnu as supreme. They're not as, although they're Purna, they're not Purnataram, they're not completely complete as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philosophy is. Not that they're incomplete, they're complete. But also their, their teachings were also, although they're fully correct and complete, but they were for a certain time and place also. Just like the way Madhva was preaching, or Ramanuja was preaching, the, exactly the way they were preaching has very little relevance to the world today. If we see Ramanuja, a lot of his uh, preaching was against the Mimangsakas, but where are they nowadays? And a lot of his preaching was very elaborately analyzing Sanskrit linguistics to uh, rebut the theories of the Mimangsakas. So, who is there to even understand? Who, who is there to even understand all these discussions nowadays? It doesn't really have that much relevance to the world today as it is now. And also, the, the method of practice in those sampradayas. Uh, there's a lot of emphasis on puja, but it's to actually follow the system. Very few people can do. You have to have a, a well which is reserved only for the deities. And, uh, of course, you have to be an independent Brahmin, which is very in- difficult to be these days, because who's going to support you? And so many things you have to follow, but who can do it these days? Like I say, you have to be an independent Brahmin, because you have to do puja for several hours a day. Who's going to do that? Still, people are doing it in their homes, but they're doing it in their home is an attached bathroom, which is very convenient, but it makes the whole place impure. You can't actually do puja according to the actual rules and regulations. The whole place is contaminated. So, practically, these systems, it's not possible to follow properly in the present day, nor can anyone... I mean, still in the Madhva Sampradaya, they train their sannyasis in Nyai Sudha, which is a very complex philosophical work refuting Mayavad, but it's only for arguing with the few Mayavad scholars who can even follow this or understand, and they're preaching in Sanskrit, which very few people understand nowadays. So, really, Chaitanya Mahabharata's process is the process for the present age. As Vishveshwar Tirtha Pejava Swami said in a public meeting last year in Bangalore, ISKCON is the only movement capable of spreading Vishnu Bhakti throughout the world. Now, I'm not... It may sound as if I'm a little down on them or something. I'm not... Again, I have full respect for those who are actually following in the Sampradayas and I, I know some of these people and uh, some of these devotees they're very wonderful devotees very pure devotees but the point I'm making is that uh, for practically spreading Krishna consciousness and even for maintaining Krishna consciousness well one point that we have to keep it very clear what Krishna consciousness is consciousness of Krishna as the supreme but we've come on to another point here how uh, for practicality the Harinam Sankirtan is practical for everyone in the modern age who don't have time for very elaborate processes nor are they able to follow all the very the rules and regulations of purity as previously so it's a very practical process in which people without having to go through so many formulas 
simply by chanting they can immediately get the experience of Krishna Bhakti and that we're seeing practically would like to add anything more to that Maharaj? Hmm. another yeah. Prabhuji I would like to say that you are a very strong preacher but um, uh, one of the problems of uh, strong preaching in a democracy like India and of course I don't know from your accent you appear you're an American um, uh, or in America is that you have to in a democracy allow freedom of speech which means everybody is allowed to speak whatever as you said nonsense or trash whatever they want to say because I've heard Christian speakers they claim that uh, Christ is the supreme Godhead uh, the Muslims uh, claim Allah to be the supreme Godhead and uh, the Buddhists uh, go as far as claiming Buddha to be the Godhead, but I heard an interesting uh, discourse in, in this temple or in Jew, I don't exactly remember, where they said uh, Gautam Buddha was um, incarnation of Krishna, um, and maybe that is true or maybe not, uh, because it also depends on preachers what they say, <laughs> they can sometimes offer trash or not. Um, so given that kind of situation, uh, should we not allow people to uh, give whatever their views and people should have the freedom to choose whatever is best and those of us here probably we have ch uh, chosen to be uh, to agree with your views and therefore uh, I think the people will make that decision and finally a suggestion I don't know if you have preached in Pakistan maybe you'll try that and also in the United States because y your views would be considered very controversial there and you could stir those countries up thank you Jai Veda Swami told me last week that he and I are interchangeable, so even though it's addressed to me, <laughs> he can answer it. Well, democracy means everyone gets a chance to say what he wants and let the best man win. It's like open wrestling match, everyone can wrestle. <laughs> it's like that. So let them say whatever they want, and then we smash them. <laughs> it's better that way, actually. Yeah, we don't have to smash them physically. That They're already smashing themselves. <laughs> it's more persuasive that way. Everyone says their nonsense, and then you say what Krishna said, and then it's even clearer that what Krishna said is right. It's like the darkness. The darkness makes a nice backdrop for the sun. Yeah, traditionally, um, traditionally that we're talking about how the Acharyas preached, but they were preaching against these wrong ideas. It means there was allowance for these different ideas to be preached. Two minutes, three minutes. It was allowed, but then, as you said, the best man wins. Another question. One thing though, they didn't allow, if there's any pious king, they wouldn't allow a bogus incarnation. It's very simple. Philosophical discussion is one thing. Being philosophically incorrect is, an, is one thing. But to, for someone to pose himself as an incarnation of God is simply cheating and no government should allow it. You can physically smash those people. If they're God, they should be able to protect themselves. Okay. Should make court cases. Cheating. Yeah. Cheating people. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Maharaj, it is said that Krishna's body and uh, Krishna himself is non-different. And also it is said that Krishna is Sachinananda Vigra. 
So Maharaj, uh, when Krishna left this planet, he left his body over here. Maharaj, how can we understand this? Krishna left a material body. How is that? Yeah, just to keep pace with the material world, he put a show that you want to see that I've left. Just like Krishna, he appears to be to take birth. Uh, what is that? Devaki Janmavado. It's said that Krishna takes birth as the son of Devaki. Just to keep pace with this material world. Uh, but actually, he's Aja, unborn. So he also has the pastime of appearing to leave his body. But the self-realized persons, they know that Krishna never dies, that he has no material body like us. Maharaj, I read in Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada was telling that it was relating something to Vishwaru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Krishna, the body Krishna leaves behind is, is the material, the form of the entire material universe. Mm. So how can we understand this? Mm-hmm. That was the main thing. We may or may not understand it. When Krishna leaves, he leaves behind this material world, which is another form of Krishna, Vishwaru. Microphone is coming your way. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Maharaj, you mentioned that uh, if you associate or hear Krishna Katha from any Mayavadi philosopher, then it is very dangerous. So, there are many people who are ignorant about this Mayavadi philosophers and they go and hear their preachings. And uh, they don't have any kind of uh, idea or knowledge about the true scriptures. So, how they can come out? from their association and their group. How can they come out from this bad association? Devotees have to preach? Give them Prabhupada's books? Speak to them? How can anyone come out of any bad association? Devotees have to preach. But it is often a point of confusion. People think, yes, I'm hearing from... Just like uh, in Maharashtra there was one Dongi Maharaj his name was something like that. I like to call him Dongi. So it, he was speaking on Bhagavat, and it appeared that he was a Vaishnav, but actually if you just examine what he says, it's not, he's not at all accepting Krishna's Supreme. He's another Mayavadi. So often people say, yes, I'm already hearing Bhagavat. It's Vaishnav. So it's a, it's a very subtle thing. We have to preach. We have to understand that preach it very strongly. And many people will be cheated, what can we do? But we have to do our best to try and save them. Hare Krishna Maharaj, uh, sometimes we come across people who are, uh, as you said, who are already quite pious and uh, they are uh, chanting Sahasranam, Vishnu Sahasranam every day, something called Narayani and... Uh, Narayaniyam. I don't know, Narayani, they call it Narayani. Narayanayam or something and uh, they are doing lot of these activities every day in the morning very religiously and uh, they also have faith that yes Krishna is they feel Krishna is among the more supreme mm-hmm. Godhead not mm-hmm. really supreme personality but they know that Krishna has a very high position but uh, they will not really listen to you when you preach to them because they feel they already know everything yes so what is mm-hmm. the position of these people their position is Somewhat fortunate and somewhat unfortunate. They're 
uh, yeah, that's their position. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu picked up among his associates uh, Gopal Bhatta Goshami. Because Gopal Bhatta Goshami was coming, his family was Genkat Bhatt. He was a very high class South Indian Brahmin. And the, mm, therefore, he made him one of the Goshamis for establishing the authenticity of the Krishna consciousness movement. Gopal Bhatt Goshami, uh, because especially the Ramanuja Sampradaya, they're very much, as Maharaj said, they're very much after the rules and regulations, how everything should be done, what are the rituals and so on. So Gopal Bhatta Goshami compiled all of these things in such a way as to uh, be properly performed by the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, by the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So no one can say, no, you're not bona fide and so on. So sometimes some people can preach more effectively than other people to a particular audience. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu picked up Gopal Bhatta Goshami for that reason, or with that effect. So all of you Paka South Indian Brahmins, do this. Follow in the footsteps of Gopal Bhatta Goshami and spread the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And all of you non-South Indian Brahmins, do the same thing. Hare Krishna Maharaj. It is said that uh, we get implicated into the reactions of whatever duties we perform unknowingly. If we perform some nonsense activity even unknowingly, we get entangled. Similarly, if we perform a devotional service even unknowingly, we get purified. So there is a problem that unknowingly, uh, we are not doing it uh, deliberately. Like suppose now I have a printing press and I print forms and deliver it to doctors or hotel hotels. So might be the hotel owner will prepare a bill for meat or might be alcohol on that bill which I have printed and supplied to him. Or might the doctor might prepare a bill for abortion. So might be to some extent I am getting implicated into that action. So how to get out of this or what is the way out? In this material world, there's whatever we do, there's always some fault. As Krishna says in Gita, in every endeavor there's some kind of fault. Even if we walk on the road, we may be killing some animal. Even the jains, they like to sweep the road, but in the sweeping they may kill the insect also. Therefore, for grihastas, they are supposed to give charity, because it's understood that however pious they may be, by interacting with sinful people, by interacting with others, there'll be, there must be some, even if they themselves are very pious, by interacting with others on a material level, for instance, selling a, a bill. You sell them a bill and they make a bill for abortion. So you're definitely implicated by having dealings with such people. But that becomes purified by... Prabhupada was discussing this once in a conversation. He said that for householders, for this reason it's essential to give charity so that their income is contaminated but it can be purified by giving charity but especially we have to know where to give charity we have to give to the Krishna consciousness movement and uh, give charity and personal purification also we purify our income and we purify our whole being by chanting the holy names engaging in the process of devotional service Another consideration is that because material life is by its very nature contaminated, that one should look forward to, at a certain age, if 
by Krishna's grace, you live to see that age. At a certain age, we should give up all such material interactions and take vanaprastha or sannyas life. We come out from all this and only concentrate on serving Krishna directly. Sometimes we associate with people and preach to them very forcefully, and then we get the feeling that we're better than them. So, what to do about that? Associate with those who are more advanced than us. We can go out and associate with those who are less advanced, and in one sense, it's true, you are better than them. Uh, constitutionally, everyone's spirit soul, everyone's the same, but by Krishna's grace, grace of the spiritual master, you are more advanced than they are. They're in ignorance, and you have some knowledge. So you're going out to give them that knowledge. But then when you come home and associate with those who are more advanced than you are, then it has the opposite effect that you think, oh, I'm not very advanced at all. We should always seek out the association of advanced devotees. Any, another question? Yeah. Um, take this microphone. Oh, yeah. okay. Hare Krishna. Uh, my question is, uh, does soul have a form? Yes. Okay. Soul has a form. Soul has a form. And uh, now when that soul takes a fish body or a lion's body, what happens to this original form? It's covered. If he takes a fish's body or an elephant's body or whatever body, then his spiritual body is covered. Just like sometimes, you know, people go to the South Pole or something and their form is all covered up by clothing, heavy clothing. Or when they go to the moon, you know, they, they look like robots and so on. Uh, so the body is there, but it's covered. So the soul is there in full form, but it's covered. Sometimes you can practically perceive that when you look at an elephant. You know, it's just, just consciousness is there, but this conscious living being is carrying around this enormous body. So the... Uh, Soul is there, but covered. Big, big form, small form, but it's, it's covered. Uh, the original form, is it a human form? Maybe human form or maybe, generally we say human form, uh, but may not be exactly like this human form. Thank you very much. The elephant, some spirit soul, he wanted to be big. <laughs> now he's big. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, what is our duty to our parents who are, because of their previous conditioning, they are in some Mayavad school, but and they are not able to accept our Krishna consciousness. What is the duty of those who are in the Mayavad? No, no, what is our duty? We, we have accepted Krishna consciousness. Hmm. Now they cannot accept Krishna consciousness. Hmm. So, but then, as a, they, they think that we are so selfish that we are not looking after them. That we are not what? Uh, we are not looking after them. 
Who thinks we're not looking after them? So that is their complaint. Huh? They, they are complaining that I am not looking after them properly. Parents, parents. Parents. Who are Now what and what is their idea of looking after them? <laughs> you, you they have their complaint you're not looking after them. You have your complaint that they're not becoming Krishna conscious and they're not helping you become Krishna conscious. So which is the more serious complaint that you're not maintaining their material uh life uh life or that they're wasting their human life and not helping you? Which is the more serious lapse of duty? Apart from that, in Bhagavatam it said that one has so many duties to the parents, to the living beings in general, to the demigods, to the rishis, uh to the pitris, uh devarshi bhutapta, rinam patrina. One has so many uh duties uh that actually you can't satisfy all those duties. Uh if you leave out one of the demigods while you're worshiping the demigods then oh it's a problem you're not serving this one you're only serving that one but in bhagavatam it said that all of your duties are are completed when you surrender to krishna when you serve krishna by pouring water on the root of the tree you're watering the whole tree and these parents their parents in one lifetime their parents in one lifetime only they're only one of the one or two of the leaves of the tree So how can they demand I'm the root you have to serve me? The material calculation. You're this body, your body came from that body, therefore you have to serve me. This is all mundane calculation. It's very nice, it's very true in the material world, but there are higher considerations. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he had his mother who was a widow and he had his wife who was a young girl and he left both. Uh why? Shri Bhakti Vinod Thakur says he left this small family for the greater family of the world and Krishna. Uh there are two people they want you to serve them. What about everybody else? They want the uh a monopoly on your service. That you should work hard and serve them. And what about the rest of the people of the world? Apart from that you're already trying to serve them and they're refusing your service. What can be done? who was the mother of shukadev goswami and wife of vyasadev does anyone know i don't know does anyone know the name maybe you can look at it you know the daughter of shukadev goswami's grandmother Krishna, that's as much as I know. <laughs> Mahaprabhu Prabhu. So do you mean that we don't have duties to Krishna until we 
reach a very high level. Meanwhile, we have all these other duties, but we don't have this duty. But unless I become, I reach a very high stage of elevation, I don't have any duty to Krishna. I only have duty to all the rest of these people. When you attain perfection, then you have a duty to serve Krishna. Until then, you have a duty to serve people in material relationships. What is that? The real duty of every living being is to serve Krishna. That's the highest duty of everyone. That's the substantial duty of everyone. And as soon as you realize it, you're eligible. You don't have to wait until you're... Just like you... Do you practice law? Do you wait until you become the best lawyer, the most perfect? Until then, you never take a case? That's why we should serve Krishna. We came back to serve our parents. And again, when we make this life a life of service to parents, again we'll come back and serve another set of parents in one of 8,400,000 species of life. Can I, can I make some yes, in-between comment here? That um, Raghunath Bhatta Goswami came to join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he was a young when Raghunath Bhatta was a young man. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu let him stay for a few days then he said go home and serve your parents when they pass away then you come and serve me again he said because your parents are Vaishnavas you should serve them and look after them um, another point is that sometimes we see people they, they think yes I, I have a higher duty to follow in the footsteps of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by leaving my family but actually their main motive is that they're irresponsible and they, they don't you know, they got married because they wanted to enjoy their senses and then the result of enjoying the senses is so much family entanglement and they found out, well, actually it's true what it says in the Srimad Bhagavatam, family life is entangling and it has so many miseries. But before entering family life, one should consider that and then having taken it up, he should take it up with responsibility. Um, not that in the name of a higher purpose, he's actually fulfilling a lower purpose. So responsibility is also important in human society. I'm going to give up my material responsibilities and go serve Krishna in America. <laughs> no. I, I pretty much always recommend people that if they're, if they're married and they have kids who are not grown up that they should see that through. Although Maharaj's point is there that we shouldn't think that this is my highest duty. It's a social duty. But our highest duty is to serve Krishna. But uh, Especially if the family members are Vaishnavas. Actually, um, another point is that um, we can often make them Vaishnavas also if we if, if, well, that, if was, yeah. that was the original question. I saw, was, I was sorry, I was in the bathroom. I missed it. Yeah. Someone was asking that I'm trying to serve my parents and give them Krishna consciousness, but they're not interested in oh, that. They just want okay. me to serve them. Uh -huh. All right. Sorry. Hare Krishna Prabhu. As you said, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left his uh, mother and his wife and he 
went to join the big family but in when he was a ram in when he was a on the earth when he was a ramchandra prabhu and at that time he followed what the parents said why it is so like that and how we can uh, ourselves determine that will while, while staying in this material world leaving the parents or we should not leave the parents this is just again a question because when he was once a ramchandra prabhu he followed all the instructions given by his parents and at next time chaitanya mahaprabhu left his wife and his mother and he walked to join the big family why it's so like that what that is Okay. Ramchandra came to teach in this in that incarnation he came to teach certain principles. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his in this avatar came to teach another principle. Both are Vedic principles. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's principle is higher principle. Both are important. that chaitanya mahaprabhu came to teach the highest principle of sacrificing everything for serving the broader family of course ramchandra bhagwan he also as the taking the role of a king his position was to act within society as a kshatriya as a family man to protect the citizens so the dharma of a raja is different to the dharma of a brahmana also now chaitanya mahaprabhu is not a, a brahmana ramchandra is not a kshatriya they're taking those roles but they are mm, they're only taking those roles they are the supreme personality of godhead in different forms but they demonstrate chaitanya mahaprabhu demonstrated the highest duty of a brahmana and ramchandra demonstrated the highest duty of a kshatriya of course if we see great devotees who are born in kshatriya families so if their father is against krishna consciousness then just like prahlad maharaj his father was the son of a brahmana but he was acting as a kshatriya by ruling the universe so prahlad maharaj invented the concept of peaceful non-cooperation he didn't cooperate he told hiranyakashipu vanangato yadharam ashrayata you leave you leave home i'm too young i'm just a small boy you should leave home you go and take sanyas saying that ultimately what to do what not to do it comes from your own conscience yes but the conscience is best directed when it takes guidance from shastra and guru and the saintly persons otherwise everyone's more or less following his conscience even the um, the dacoits they have some conscience but on some things yes some things no so our conscience at the present moment may be misdirected or or misled or faulty but when we take ultimately every decision is ours no one is going to decide for you to surrender to krishna not to surrender to krishna to serve or not to serve but we should best take guidance from krishna then krishna says to arjun i've explained to you the whole bhagavad gita now kardashiva chinamtava you do what you think is best but the, my advice to you is you follow my instructions now you decide yes 
yes Kind of followed it. I got the gist of it. The story is different from Pundalik. Of Pundalik. What was the other name? What was the? I thought he was saying Udan. Pundalik. Yeah. You know. Well, I may say something rather controversial here. <laughs> That is. Uh, That is a lokic vada. That's so people say. It's like that. There's some other story, isn't there? Also, someone else has given some other story for why he's standing like that. I read that recently, but I can't remember what it is. But uh, I mean, Vaishnavism means that the supreme deity to accept the supreme deity as Vishnu. The only explanation that could be here is that his parents were. Great devotees. Even in the uh, Archana Padatis, they give the rule is there that if you are worshiping the deity and an unexpected a Vaishnava arrives as an Atiti, or if the Guru comes, you should stop your worship, receive him, and then only go back to doing that. So the only explanation here could be that his parents are great devotees, although that's not explicitly said. It's certainly not the message of Krishna that we should put the worship of, or the service of materialistic people above the service of Vishnu. That is absolutely opposite to Vaishnavism. And Krishna told Arjun, "Kill your grandfather." What do you make of that? There's a tendency to pick up from the instructions of the acharyas or the incarnations the minor principle and minimize the major principle. For example, we'll talk to Christian people and we'll uh, present to them that Lord Jesus Christ said, uh, "Thou shalt not kill," that one should give up this non-vegetarian diet, and they'll quote you the story how Jesus fed. Thousands of people with loaves and fishes. So this is their understanding of the purpose of the descent of Lord Jesus Christ to bless your tuna fish factory. You know, Jesus Christ ate fish. You can put it in neon in, in ten foot letters. Jesus Christ ate fish. Jesus Christ ate fish, as if that was his purpose to come and bless your fish. But Jesus Christ also gave his life for the service of God. Will you do that? No, I'll eat fish. So sometimes we pick this this point that Krishna says to someone, "Now you serve your parents," and we make that that this is actually now Sanatan Dharma means 
serve your parents, serve your parents, serve your parents. This is the highest thing in the world. Because we all have a tendency in the material life to think that serving in the family connection is the highest principle. Because we're addicted to this bodily concept of life. I'm this body. In relationship to the body, this is my wife, this is my son, this is my mother, this is my father, and so on and so on. And then people pick those teachings which encourage and support family life, family life, family life, and more family life. And it's a... Uh, it's understandable, it's, it's natural, but it's not really the essence of what, what the Lord wants to teach us. He begins by teaching Arjuna that you're thinking about your family members, but it's all nonsense because it's in the bodily concept of life. And this is the beginning of, of Bhagavad Gita. So the uh, all so many acharyas accepted the renounced order, giving up family connections. Even devoted mother, devoted wife, whatever it might may have been. But they gave it up. Because they knew ultimately I'm not this body and I can't actually provide for anyone. Ultimately everyone is dependent on Krishna and I have a higher purpose in my life than simply serving in the family connection. The family service is the instruction for the irresponsible people. Just Maharaj was saying that sometimes someone seizes on this idea of renunciation as an excuse for being irresponsible. That means the tendency is there to be irresponsible. I let my wife hang. I don't, I, why should I do anything for her? My parents, some, let someone else take care of them. My this, let somebody else do it. My that, let somebody else do it. And not take our duties seriously. So that's there for the real low class of people, that they don't take their normal human duties seriously. They're below even a lokic dharma, the, the uh, you know, duties for the human being. They don't even do the mundane duties. So first we have to come to that platform. Therefore, Lord Ramchandra came, Marjada Purushottam, how to exist in morality. Or Jesus Christ taught, thou shalt not kill. Imagine what kind of people he was speaking to. Killers. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Don't play with someone else's wife. Such people. But that's not his purpose, just to teach people not to kill, not to have relationships with someone else's wife, not to do this, not to do... The real purpose is love of God. But they take it that these principles, don't do this, don't do... That's everything. Just lead a good life and everything's fine. This is called in Bhagavatam Kaitava Dharma, cheating Dharma. That so you just be a good person, and what more is there? You serve your family, you serve your country, you serve your fellow man, and what more could you ask of anyone? Well, Krishna asks more of everyone. That this is all temporary, your family, your, your nation, your humanity. This is your illusion. The real relationship is with me. Krishna says. That's actual dharma.
Yeah. I guess it's me, yeah. How long are we going to go on for? How long oh, we go on and on until 4 in the morning. Raj wants to know how long we go on. <laughs> First answer is 4 in the morning, and the second answer is when Shamanand or... Are you, who's co- keeping the, the, the clock today? Are you, you keeping? Somebody tells us to stop. That's what usually happens. You look at... Hmm? Last question? Oh. Generally, we stop at three. It's three. Okay, this is the last question. Did you want to answer this? Yeah. Okay. Unless you want to. All right. Yeah, how... That Kunti Devi says that... Uh, how can I, you know, Tata Paramahamsanam Muninam Amalatmanam Bhakti Yoga Vidhanatam Katam Pashema In her humility, she's saying that this path of Bhakti Yoga is followed by the great Paramahamsas and Munis. So what about me? I'm just a woman, she was saying. How is it possible for me to follow? Actually, she's a great devotee. In her humility, she's expressing herself to be very fallen and attached. That is the mood of a great devotee. Of course, if she is attached to the Vrishnis and the Pandavas, that we understand it's a spiritual relationship because they're all great pure devotees. Uh, even then, if you take it at, well, how are we to do? You can do because Krishna says we can do. He says that, Marmi parangatim. King Puna Brahmana Punya Bhakta Raja Shyastata Anityamasukam Lokam Imam Prapya Bajaspamam. Krishna says that it doesn't matter how fallen anyone is by the worldly estimation. If they worship me, they can come to me. And what to speak of those who are not fallen by the worldly estimation? Surely they should come to me. So it's Krishna's promise we can come to him. And certainly Kunti Devi, she, she went to Krishna. She was never separate from Krishna. That is the mood of a great devotee, just like Bhaktinoda Thakur. All the great devotees, they're singing that Vishoyayadurjana Shodakamarata Kichunahi, what is that? Kichunahi Moraguna. Something like that, I'm forgetting now. He's saying that I'm the, I have no, I'm completely a rascal attached to sense gratification, attached to sinful activities, I don't have any good qualities. So that is the 